Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership. And let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Thank you all once again for listening. This is the No More Leadership BS podcast. We have our awesome group of leaders here, and we're ready to share a little bit of insight, a little bit of wisdom, and hopefully not cause you to have such panic that you'll uh, put your vehicle in the ditch as you're driving down the road. Be safe. Listen carefully. So we have with us today, uh, Myra Hall. <laughs> Myra's related people. Hi, everybody. So glad you're listening to us today. Fabulous. Jeff Geyer, Phoenix Coaching. What is up, my friend? Hey, Dr. Sam. I'm glad to be with everybody. Hope you're having a fabulous week. Definitely am. And Geoff, what say you? What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back. <laughs> and Jeff has his Muppet voice filter on, so we're happy to see that. And Jeff Conroy, welcome to the show. In the immortal words of Joey from the show Friends, how you doing? <laughs> That's trademarked. I think we're going to have to pay for that. Ah, they, they don't sponsor the show. They don't sponsor right. the show. Well, we are yes. sponsored by friends because we are friends. Oh, awesome. we're going to uh, address the, uh, the leadership issue that seems a little bit weird because we all have these things in our lives, at least it seems like it. And there's an angle of having no success, only lack of failure. And to get to that point, I'm going to bring up a movie office space. And if you have seen the movie, you'll know this. If you haven't seen the movie, I can't recommend it, company. Yes, the Red Stapler. And in this show, they had to do TPS reports. Now, given that the name of our podcast is No More Leadership BS, they may have been called Total BS Reports because nobody liked doing them. They were useless, but you had to do them. And that's what the boss is always talking about. Did you get those TPS reports done? And to do those kinds of tasks that don't seem to have an actual method to measure success, it's just you get punished if you don't do it and nothing good happens if you do. It can be a little bit motivating to say the least. So we're going to explore that a little bit. And one of the myths I think that we have in leadership and work life in general is every responsibility every employee has is necessary and important. Well, if it's assigned to them, it must be important. It must be critical. Maybe it's not. Because some of these things that we do maybe don't have a big purpose. So let's assume every single thing every person does is necessary. Let's start there. Everything has to happen. Now consider what happens when there's a financial problem and the company has to make some decisions. What do they cut? People, almost every time. So budgets get cut. People get cut. And then, of course, invariably, some things don't get done. Does a company fold at that point because those things aren't getting done? Not very likely. You do without them. And less dramatically, and then more positively, sometimes a new project is invented or thrown somebody's way, and it will significantly improve business and improve the way the operations run. This is a great idea. We should definitely do this. We're all maxed out now. 
what are we not going to do to make room for this thing? That's a different way of calling out the things that aren't necessary. So not everything has to get done. We just get in this mindset where we're doing it. So it must be important. It must be necessary. And no matter what the reason something isn't getting done, if it doesn't happen and it doesn't affect folks, probably not a big reason for it. So imagine, if you will, you are the designated hand ringer and you've got this weekly TPS report. And you do the report, you do it well, and you never hear anything about it. Hell, there's a problem. And then when there's a problem, you get all the words and they come at you hard and fast. So like we said in the beginning, there's no success, only lack of failure. And if there's failure, it's heavy. So if you would, while you're listening, consider your situation in your work life. When you've had your own TPS report, whatever that was to you, the thing that you did that didn't seem to make an impact, but boy, you knew by the way that it didn't get done in the way that it should have been done. So I'm going to turn this over to uh, Jeff Conroy and Jeff Geyer and ask them, if you've had a situation in your past where you had a TPS report and how did you approach that task? I don't care which Jeff goes first because you both are awesome to me. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead, Geyer. Go ahead. That that's a, I've been thinking about that, Sam, while while you were setting it up, and that that's a tough one. And an overwhelming majority of my career, I've been the leader. So I, I was trying to think back, or, or where my mind was going is: Have I required direct reports, or those that I lead to provide me with TPS reports? And I'm, I, I guess because both Conroy and I are awesome, I can say this with too much fear. I, I don't think I've ever had that. Although there were things back in my military days they had me do that I thought were stupid and didn't know where it went and or didn't even know the purpose for it. Um, but in my work life, what I'm thinking is that when we have things that we do that we've always done, and I think your analogy about when financial challenges come and and you have to uh, start making cuts. And so they, they take things that we thought were essential away, but the business continues to run. And, and people defend those positions with mindset or this phrase that you, you can't change that because that's the way we've always done it. And if you ever hear anybody utter that phrase, that is the prime indicator that you really need to look at whatever they're talking about and make sure that it, it actually is. What's the word I'm looking for, Conray? It's it's golly. I need more coffee this morning. <laughs> that it's, 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 it's a primary thing in your job, and it absolutely has to be done. If somebody says, well, we're doing it because that's the way we've always done it, that's probably a pretty good indication you could stop doing it, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm ditto to what Jeff said, but but... You know, I've always been told, do what you done, get what you got. And I've never really had stupid tasks that I have to be accountable for because I've always looked at do what you done, get what you got. Well, but just because you do it that way doesn't mean it's right. That's the other quote I heard. Cockrell right. told me that one. Just right. because you've always done it that way doesn't mean it's right. So you're always looking at a way to do things better, to, to plus something, to make it better. So I would do that. I, I would do that on every aspect of, of, of every team of show me this process on how you're doing this. Or the, we've got to have this report. What does this report really do? What if we merge this with this other report? Our job as leaders is to, to remove barriers to make people more successful. So if we could, re if we could cut these five reports that they have to do that they've been doing for eons and we cut them down to three. Then they've got more time to to do their job and not be so 
focused on their on the matrixes that that they're working on. So yeah, like 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 Geyer said, I, I don't think I've really had a whole lot of minutia because I I just kind of removed it. I'm, you're always looking for a better way. When I had when I was just starting out and I had a whole bunch of stuff to do and I was always looking for a better way that I could do multiple things in one task just so I don't have to be beholden to that matrix. As a leader, I would always look at okay, well you're doing these five things, but aren't these these three things kind of related to these other two? Can't we just merge them all together and and streamline it? That's the word I'm looking for, streamline. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, our job as leaders is to remove barriers and, be, and help people be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. As long as we're plugging other people's works of art and uh, information, Jeff, when you mentioned people talking about this way, we've always done it, and they're saying basically you're changing my value. The book uh, "Who Moved My Cheese" comes to mind. Great, yeah, people but- just—it's the change. What do I do now? So the value is, their value is a question in their mind, even if we all know they've got more to bring to the table than that TPS report. So uh, Jeff Conroy, in fact, both Jeff, thank you for your feedback and also for sharing a point of view where you didn't really have a TPS report, didn't have one that you know about in your line of command. So a long time ago, I had a TPS report to do. And I think what probably happened is somebody somewhere either made a giant pile of mistakes or maybe even broke the law. And as a result, Uh-oh. everybody in the empl- in the um, organization had to do this TPS report. Now, this issue had to do with phone calls. So the response was, all y'all now have to keep a phone log. You have to track the... <laughs> The time where you start, the time you end, who you called, what the purpose was, and the duration of the call. Everybody in the organization. Uh, the organization was the state. Hmm. That was their response to whatever the issue was. So when, after I got done using up all the dry toothpicks to poke my eyeballs out, <laughs> we got this TPS report done and turned it in for what? And there was really no outcome. And it was just a matter of busy work because somebody somewhere felt wronged and affronted or who knows what. And then the casket comes down. So to the point you two are both making, leaders should remove those barriers. I fully agree. And sometimes we get handed those TPS reports that we can't undo. We have to grit our teeth and bury it the best we can. And to that point, I'm going to ask Myra and Geoff if you have examples of your from your experiences or even your clients' experiences of a real-life TPS report. And Geoff is about to nod his head off, so we'll start with him. Oh my gosh. I actually have a client right now, one of my coaching clients, that is, this is like one of his biggest issues is there's work that doesn't seem to have any purpose or point in moving the entire organization forward. And he's very logical about it. And he goes, well, if, if they ask for this and I give them that, and then they say, that's not what they want, but that's what's on the form. That's the information that you want. Then we need to change the form. And then he changes the form so that they get what they want, but then it changes again and it goes back to what they wanted before. And so there's this frustration level of, is this really worth it? Is this form what we actually need? And then trying to continue doing the job to be a good employee, to, to move the company forward, to move his team forward. And really looking at what is the best method possible for doing the job as most efficiently as possible. Is it actually writing reports or is it doing the work? 
And at what point do you, is he's, I think he's an upper level manager for his team. At what point does he say, we don't need to do this anymore. And I'm going to take the brunt of the upper people going, you got to do this. And he says, why? If Tell me why. And then give us a chance to actually see if it works and give us time. Can't just do it like for like five to 10 days and then change it because there's no data to support whether or not it worked. And so that, that, that's a very real life example of that TPS report that constantly changes, doesn't really mean anything, but you get yelled at and it doesn't get done, even right. though it actually affect whether or not the job was done correctly. Yep. It's, it's kind of an interesting, it's very interesting that darn those TPS reports, I can totally understand the guy's willingness to just wear flip-flops at work and go to a take down his cubicle and just be like, screw it. I'm okay. I got it. I get it. Right. And you get a promotion. Apparently yeah. that's how it works. Myra, how about you? Well, I'm going to put a approach this from a completely different different focus, and I want to talk to the solopreneurs that don't feel like they're leaders. After all, they're all by themselves, right? But leadership starts with leading yourself. Would you agree with that? If you can't lead yourself, how can you lead somebody else? And in TPS reports, get translated into lack of clarity when you're a solopreneur. You, you want to be busy. You have a dream. You want to get there, but you don't know the big vision. You're not sure of what it is you need to do. So what do you do? You do TPS reports. You get busy. You do tasks. You're feeling really good about yourself because look at all I did today. When the real question is, how far did it take you toward your goal? Now, I, I think that is one of the biggest problems I have had personally, but I also see it wrecking people that want to make progress in toward their dreams because they're not clear about what it is. Then they just do something to look productive or to feel good that they actually did something today. I'm not about, I'm not against doing something because action brings results. But without a clear vision, then it's, you're going to take, you're going to write lots of TPS reports, Mm -hmm. only you're just doing it to yourself. So that's the way you lead yourself, then that's the way you're going to lead others. To me, it's like running on a treadmill. You're working really hard, but you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You're using up calories, but yeah, and that's good. It's not like it's just like you just call me fat. She's calling fat. Wow, we're not we're not going to we're not going to compare each other on that one, Mister Godfrey. Well, take the treadmill analogy a little farther. All of that activity. If the goal was to go from Seattle to New York and you were going to run and you did it on a treadmill, you're not going to get to the goal. But the activity is producing things like burning calories and, and sure. whatever. It's just not moving you towards your goal. So yeah. the, the act, activity activity, and uh, positive movement towards your goal aren't necessarily tied together. You need to make sure that whatever activity you're doing is actually moving you towards your goal. So when the five of us started working for ourselves, I can speak for myself. I just want to ask if you guys kind of did the same thing. Is when I started working for myself, I, I wanted to be uber organized. I have, you know, individual client files in my file cabinet. I have pens in my pencil holder. I have 
notepads. I have journals. I have, you know, copies of everything. I, I don't know if that was actually doing anything for me other than getting me organized. Was it moving, moving my, moving me towards my goal? I don't know, but it made me feel more organized. How about you guys? Do you guys do anything like that? Hey, I'll tell you what I did is I wanted to learn all of the tasks and how to do everything. So I got really into the tech, you know, how I learned all of the tech, but that didn't move me toward, I didn't, I had the how, I didn't have the what. Correct. I had the how, I didn't have the what. So I didn't know what I was using. I just kept gathering tech skills and it didn't serve me real well. So now I'm having to, it serves you guys pretty good. But I was say, are the beneficiary that said skills. Thank you. Anyway, and it, and that was an excellent example of writing reports that made no difference at that point. Now, I could have done, I, I needed to know my why before I jumped in on the task, I guess is the point. Okay. Right. I needed to get clarity. So yeah. one takeaway I'd like our listeners to, to consider is the very notion of questioning what you're doing. And specifically, uh, I've moved farther away from asking why, moving towards help me understand. And what's the business purpose from this? So we're not having a defensive argument over why is this necessary? Well, because I told you I'm your boss. Or why should I do this? Well, because I'm a solo premier and everybody does this. What's the business purpose? What's the actual outcome? Or is this the best way to spend my time? And that way you're having a conversation about this time spent on this task isn't effective for the goal. Different than we've always done it this way, so please just shut up and do the TPS report. Which, of yeah. course, nobody would ever say. That's hyperbole. Whatever. Like, I'm too sexy for my shirt. It's hyperbole. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this show up. And first of all, thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing. Give out all, all your friends. And they get the same rate you get. So you refer somebody else. They also get it completely free on their uh, podcast app. So we want to thank you again for listening. And also to think about these TPS reports. Are they necessary? Are they helping anything? And if you have them in your work life, in your solopreneur life, how can you eliminate it? Because in most cases, in most situations, they're not called TPS reports because they're fun and effective. They're, they're a drain of people's motivation and energy. So right. very quickly, we'll wrap up any comments from the group, the things I missed, things you want to add in before we say, this has been awesome. I'm seeing, this has been awesome. You know what? <laughs> that needs to cover perfectly. We've got it fully covered. Thank you all for listening. And as always, we have Ask Us. Get the email up on my screen so I can read it to you. Ask us at leadershipbs.co. If you have questions, comments, concerns, issues, Facebook, LinkedIn, we're in all kinds of spaces. Let us know what's up. Love to have your questions, comments, and thanks for listening. Till next time, take it easy. Be good leaders. Bye. Hit that subscribe button. Letterbook. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.